Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Elimination Chamber Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamfler from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's Elimination Chamber Premium Live Event. <laughs> but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, we Dynamite, AW Rampage, Premium Live Events, pay-per-views, whatever they are. Uh, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to the Elimination Chamber show this weekend, a show that Hamlet will be doing the live stream for mm. alongside Phil Chambers over on our YouTube channel. And uh, for a Saudi show, which actually, to be fair, they've gone in for a little bit more recently in terms of actually making them more in the lineage of pay-per-views or yeah. premium live events, whatever they're called, this is one of the biggest, the final stop before WrestleMania, basically. Yeah, I think the, um, you know, we're going to talk about the card and the perspective quality of the card, of which has pretty significant WrestleMania ramifications, has huge title matches and potential huge title changes. All the stars, pretty much. The, it's um, canonically important in terms of if you're watching Raw and SmackDown regularly every week. We have to call this what it is. The sports washing was less successful when these felt like bizarre special attraction mm, events. Yeah. Um, it was once upon a time seen as the done thing that you had a main event such as DX versus the Brothers of Destruction, which almost existed outside of WWE's purview. Yeah. They would have angles on Raw, but none of these people would interact with it, any of the main roster. It was for this show, it would happen, then it was gone, as if it was never there all along. Shout out to Shawn Michaels, wishes that was true. Yes. But... Um, now it's integral. It's at the time of year where WWE are most focused and are most lasered in on whatever's going to be on the WrestleMania cards. And that is ultimately how this deal is most effective. They need people to be watching. They need people to engage. We find ourselves again. We're previewing this today. As you say, myself and Phil Chambers are going to do the stream on Saturday. We're covering it. We're a wrestling outlet covering pro wrestling. Uh, I feel like we have to do this every time. And I, like, I don't know, like everybody can differ. Some people, if they want to just skim on and get to previewing the matches, then knock this on like about a minute maybe. Uh, because if we don't mention it, I think it's a little bit irresponsible, even though we are indeed sort of dragged into it ourselves because we are covering it as a media yeah. outlet. Look, this is how this process of sports washing works. Newcastle United fans are a strange bunch that I would always recommend approaching with caution. In truth, <laughs> if you ever encounter one, keep a bit of a safe distance, COVID times or otherwise. Um, but they are not the ones who should be made to feel responsible for the fact that their club is owned by the same people that are putting on this WWE show. Similarly, if you're a wrestling fan that just wants to watch your wrestling show, you are entitled to both feel ethically at odds with it while still trying to watch it as a show. 
Um, that's how all of these people win, ultimately. That's why this is so effective. That's why it's so successful. It's ugly. It's awkward. Every match that we're going to preview comes with a but, with a caveat, with an asterisk. Even if we don't mention it overtly, there's one in particular that we're going to have oh, to yeah. talk about. Um, that's this. That's all of this. And it's it hangs over these shows. It always will for the remainder of this deal and the remainder of what I imagine will be an extension to this deal if it's if we're now here in 50 million a show minimum. Yeah. Like, it's just... I, it's grim. Let's talk about the wrestling now that we've talked about the reality. Indeed. Uh, and let's start with that wild elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship. Uh, Bobby Lashley going in as champion, defending against Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. A lot of the time, or certainly previously, you'd say... On many occasions, unless you're the fiend, uh, <laughs> the champion retains in Saudi Arabia. Is that the case here? Who leaves as WWE champion on the road to WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, WWE have had and have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns as a match for WrestleMania. This much we know. Um, whether or not they still would have done if Roman hadn't got COVID around day one or not, we don't know. But we know now that it is a WrestleMania match. That much is already confirmed. And it felt confirmed since last year. But the conversation around belt for belt, title for title, has been uttered so often on WWE television that it feels like it has to be in the plans. They're not the company that mentions these things without wanting to. You know, Vincent Mann, for all his many, many faults, doesn't want to suggest something if he's not intending to promote it, and there has been plenty of suggestion that it will be belt for belt. Now, a wiser head might suggest, you already got Brock and Roman, why not have another title match? But the reality we all have to face, if you've been watching television for the last few weeks, is that even Bobby Lashley does not feel in Brock Lesnar's orbit. I don't feel good saying that, but the go-home segment where all of them are in the ring, the promo train, the Royal Rumble match and the booking of it, in truth, has revealed, rather unfortunately, that even Bobby Lashley doesn't impress Vince McMahon as much as Brock Lesnar impresses Vince McMahon. And it's for that reason that this is unfortunately a one-horse race. Um, Brock wins. It can be hard fought. It can be, you know, he's going to come out of the chamber last probably because he's Brock. He just comes out with things last. You know, he arrives late for money in the bank. He enters the rumble at number 30. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes out of the chamber last. But um, everybody else is there because this is an elimination chamber match. If it wasn't the chamber pay-per-view, it would be Brock Lesnar defeating Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. They've just slapped a chamber over them two and four other guys. That's not to say the match won't be of a certain standard, of a certain quality. AJ Styles um, has been seemingly just enjoying himself lately. Oh, yeah. Uh, Austin greatly Theory, enjoying himself. Greatly enjoying himself. Austin Theory will kind of want to prove something, I think. Um all of them can go. I, I'm. I don't. There's no point me going through that. All of them can can go. All yeah, of them yeah, can yeah. offer something, but it just feels open and shut. Like from the second they said it, Brock Lesnar wins the Rumble, and you go, "Cool." I wonder who Bobby Lashley is going to defend the title against, and then they change the conversation. They start to will it into existence. I think we've all stopped speculating on a WWE title match, haven't we? Yeah, I think you might be right. You know, um, it's all. I was going to say, if you'd asked me on Monday, if we'd recorded this on Monday. Mm. I'd have said Austin Theory doesn't even make it into the chamber. Yeah. Um, because I think Owens beats him up, takes his spot, and that sets up. There you go. Seth Rollins has got a match for WrestleMania with Kevin Owens. Uh, Brock Lesnar's already, already got a match. Bobby Lashley's got a match with the title. Uh, AJ Styles got edge, let's hope. Uh, Austin Theory, I don't know, fights bloody Vince. And Riddle and Orton can go off in their own direction. Now, presumably now. 
Kevin Owens is fighting <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> WrestleMania. Okay. Um, and who knows? Maybe Austin Theory still won't make it into the chamber. It's Cody Rhodes will replace him. There we go. At least I've mentioned him. Cody Rhodes got mentioned, which means that's good for the SEO of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also a shout, because he's kind of conspicuous by his absence. What if Vince McMahon, because because he's kind of gaslit Austin Theory quite a bit, isn't he? I've got some bad news for you, Austin. He's like, what? I said, I've got some bad news for you. Like, uh, somebody else can take a place. I've got a good report I want. Do it again, Vince. I've got a good report I want. One more time. I've got a good report what I want. He's <laughs> like, well, the people want me, don't they, Dad? I mean, Vince. And he says, no. They want Mansoor. And, Ma- and Mansoor. Mansoor takes the place in the Elimination he's Chamber. He's going to win the whole thing. Well, this is it. he's unbeaten in Saudi Arabia. I thought you were going to say that there's a name on this Elimination Chamber match, and his name is Austin. It does say Austin. It's not theory, though. Uh, no, so, like, it's weird that Mansoor isn't on this card currently. Um, so maybe, maybe he gets his first crack at the main event, and then Brock Lesnar <laughs> snaps him in half. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, I, I could see this just going ahead exactly as is, but Brock wins. Just to keep it interesting, I don't know why they do this, because if you're Roman, why mm. would you send the Usos in to beat up yeah, Brock yeah. Lesnar? Because you'd want him to bring the title to WrestleMania. Because yes, well, but would you? Because Roman looked at that belt at the Royal Rumble uh, yeah. and kind of just didn't spit on it, but his eyes were nothing but disdainful towards it because he believes his blue belt is the best belt. Now, I don't know about you, Will Bond, but I love it. I love it in pro wrestling when guys carry around two belts. I've never really got your thoughts on this. <laughs> so maybe Roman will see the potential of it on the night. He'll have them both in his hand, hypothetically in a Photoshop thumbnail in a predictions article you can read at whatclutch.com <laughs> forward slash WWE, and then he'll he'll realise, actually, Brock winning is pretty good for me mm-hmm. because it's one thing to be the head of one table. Imagine if you've got two tables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do this so we've got an alternative prediction okay. in here. The Usos come in, cost Brock Lesnar. It's not Bobby Lashley who retains. Seth freaking Rollins so he can defend the title against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Oh, yes. And if you want to know more Cody Rhodes booking decisions and predictions that we've made, go and check out our Cody Rhodes' WWE Return What to Expect podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcast from right now. But I agree. I think Brock Lesnar leaves as WWE champion. In terms of the Universal Championship, what do you reckon? Goldberg? <laughs> well, right, no. It's Roman Reigns. Once upon a time, uh, Goldberg was a um, surprise package of a bonus attraction in WWE. The Brock Lesnar Survivor Series squash was so amazing and so successful that it created a different aura around Goldberg. We we once had Goldberg, the guy that came on in 2003, and WWE didn't understand how to use him and kind of ruined his aura and then left him. Then we had a Goldberg that was always on the fringes, that was always possibly going to come back, but it came with this stench of 2003, and he comes back in 2016, and it changes everything, absolutely everything. So then you have this WrestleMania run with Brock where he hands the belt back to him effectively, but it's still, still pretty good. And you're thinking, cool, like I want these Goldberg, these occasional Goldberg appearances. And then... What happened to The Undertaker happened. And yes, because his neck was absolutely fine, we can all say in good faith that it was really, really funny. But there was a different Goldberg then, wasn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden, I think, especially because The Undertaker is so beloved by so many, not me, so beloved, <laughs> um, that the prospect that Goldberg nearly hurt him quite seriously, it wasn't to be trivialised. It was like, wow, really, it turns out this Brock run was maybe a bit of an aberration. He is getting on. It's okay to get old. It's okay to age. We all get old. You don't need to be a Superman, a superhero, etc., etc. So when 
they positioned him against a fucking fiend. <laughs> the assumption was, what a cool monster for the fiend to slay. What kind of beat? He's the universal champion. We're pushing him. We've got through that Seth Rollins thing somehow when he's still wearing the belt. Brian's given him a couple of good matches. We're, we're you know, we're turning the wheel again on the fiend. Um, and he gets to Saudi Arabia and he's a fucking fiend. Like, we're, we're, you know, our stance on the fucking fiend. Yeah. Indestructible. Destroyed. <laughs> In... A minute. I think if I'd stood up straight afterwards <laughs> and then like, disappeared. The narrative on Goldberg changed forever after that point, including the Dolph Ziggler squash, which we all had a good time with. That was great, to be fair. The, die was, the Drew McIntyre match, I didn't think was too bad, but the die has been cast with Goldberg. Everybody at this point has made their mind up on Goldberg as being this guy too old to be here, uh, a danger, um, taking somebody's spot, all of these terms, all this sort of stuff. Uh, and Roman Reigns for the night gets to be everybody's cathartic revenge for all those feelings over the years. Roman Reigns is the one guy, because I think a lot of people thought Roman Fiend was the, was the one guy, but he wasn't. Roman Reigns is the one guy who they will stop the random Goldberg Express for. It didn't stop for Bobby Lashley. Yeah. You know, it didn't stop for the Roman Fiend. It will stop for Roman Reigns, and I think it will happen in fairly short order as well. I think it's all about big entrances. Goldberg's entrance in Saudi Arabia always feels... Like, they've doubled the length of it, don't they? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever um, seen Roman Reigns enter on SmackDown. Um, that's a fairly meaty one. What a normal speed. That's going to take up 10 minutes. <laughs> so the match, <laughs> the match only needs go to. Goldberg hits a spear right out the gate. Michael Cole screams that Roman is rattled. Pat McAfee says Roman Reigns has never experienced a taste of his own medicine quite like this. Goldberg lines him up for another one. That magnet that he has in his head hits that steel post. Yet again, Roman finishes the job. I'd like Roman to batter Goldberg. <laughs> I get that that's the kind of the blueprint for, for Goldberg matches now. Mm. Oh my God. Oh no. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bobby Lashley one was a little bit different. And they just had the rest of the hurt business out there to just take a bit of a battering as mm. well. Redemption for his son, wasn't it? Or something? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, gagey. But I'd like Roman Reigns to just wreck him. Like, just to, just to Goldberg, Goldberg. Mm. Because I want Roman Reigns, as yes, he's the heel, to be the guy who's like, oh, who stops him? Mm. And then if he beats Brock at WrestleMania, oh, my God. What we do, uh, There's no one left. Who on earth is going to stop him? Cody, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But either that. Or you're booking. Or, you know what? What's he been obsessed with recently, Roman? Bloody Shield stuff. He got really angry, didn't he? Yeah, he the old Shield stuff with Seth Rollins. So you know what? For one night only, he is going to come back with that flak jacket on. And he's going to do all the bloody, like you say, pageantry, all the entrance and what have you. And he's, he's not even going to ding, ding, don't even notice the bell's ringing. He's still having a chat with his, his special counsel or his boys or whatever. I know they're defending the tag titles. They won't be there. But <laughs> uh, he's just, he's just, and he turns around, Goldberg, it's gold already gozzed on the ring, because he loves to do that, doesn't he? Turns around, boom, spear, like you say, right out of the gate. Except the shield vest's got a metal plate in it, because Bret Hart's the best. Very good. And he just picks up his lifeless body and pins him. I've got, no one cares. I've so. got another twist for you. Actually involves Goldberg winning the universal title. Oh, please God, no. Think of the things. This is this story is about love. One, what WWE loves. Two, what Roman Reigns loves. And three, what Goldberg loves. I'm going to tell you them one after another after another, okay? One, what Roman Reigns loves. Which is me odd about 
is having the Usos there at ringside to cause chaos, okay? But he hasn't learned from the Hurt Business situation. Goldberg is just going to, like, batter them all around the ringside, all around the outside, yeah? Two, what WWE loves. People getting speared through barricades. Oh, yeah. So they're going to be fighting on that. Like, there's that lovely bit of space where you've got two barricades either side. Got, like, the ring there, the announce table there, and that gap in the middle is where they love doing that spot, isn't it? It looks the best. It's a nice shot. But think about that spot. What does Goldberg love? I'll tell you what he loves. Michael f***ing Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole gets in the way of the spear through the oh barricade. Oh, my God. Takes the bullet for Goldberg, and Roman Reigns is so shocked. He's like, Michael Cole? And then <laughs> Goldberg is just like, yeah, Michael, we're buddies. Rolls Roman back in and gets Yes, the I forgot they are, what, they brothers for life or something. That's it, yeah. They're brothers from different mothers. <laughs> Colberg, um, they go by when they're out together. Hey, it's Colberg. We love those guys. Wait, they get, get, get they confused. Which one's which again? <laughs> which, your bill? No, your your bill. Sorry, you just looks so alike. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, I've really enjoyed the build to this, apart from this week. Um, <laughs> Leaders look great. Moon salts, twists of fate, all that sort of thing. Um, who could she possibly? Could she possibly? Become Raw Women's Champion. No. No, I thought not. Um, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I wish this week had never happened because Becky Lynch being forced to do some acting was pretty gruesome. Um, Lita just is applying the confidence of somebody that doesn't need this to her work. And it's so great to watch. It's so great to see maybe what could have been more often when she was in WWE first time around. She's got... A tremendous natural charisma. It was the natural charisma that got her over in that shark tank in the attitude area in the first place, you know? Mm. Um, just some people have got the it factor. Lita had absolutely loads of it, and then it was gradually ground out of her in the WWE system, not least when she was probably feeling quite job-scared at various points during the difficult years with the Matt Hardy and Edge stuff. And it's just awesome to see, in spite of factors, in spite of the motivations of perhaps why she's working the show and what that says about previous comments she's made, it's awesome to see how... In the moment, she feels with all of this, mm. and it's so cool because it's a it ties nicely narratively into Becky Lynch's story of I've beaten everybody, and Lita simply says you haven't beat me. Bang story, instant reason for a title match. Becky Lynch is a kind of unspoken legend killer at this point because as she's pointed out, and I think this is a nice device by the way, she's pointed out that nobody's beaten her for this title in three years. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not factually untrue. It's just a bit of fun that she can have with a timeline that favours her, you know, and obviously being off all that time. She's effectively unstoppable in this role, and that really helps. Please, let God, let it be Bianca Belair, whoever goes over at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this stuff is really, really good stuff. Old-fashioned, fa- old really. You're building mini-stories while you build to the big one. And I think she's doing the best in-ring work of her whole WWE career, Becky Lynch, honestly. I think month after month are seeing things in matches that just elevate her opponents, that elevate her big-time Beck's character, way more than the overacted promos, way more than the stupid Seth Rollins outfits that they clearly like doing at home. It's all fine, and it's all set-dressing. The matches is where the meat of the big-time Beck's character is. It's where I believe it the most. It's where she finds the creative ways to cheat, where she just does pulls a really cool face that says, I'm in over my head here. She's done it over and over again, but she finds ways to win, and I expect her to find a way to win against Lita in a way that is going to make... But as long, you know, we have to... Lita's not a full-timer. There could be some botch, and these things happen, you know? But if everything goes well, genuinely really high hopes for this. If you can get away from the awkwardness of what they're wearing. Yeah, I think think Lita really runs her close, maybe misses a moonsault or something. 
uh, and uh, Becky takes advantage. I don't. I beat a clean. I don't need yeah, Becky yeah. holding onto the ropes or you know whatever it may be. Just beat her because Becky needs a bit of WWE word momentum heading into WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, I think it's what it's sort of disguised by the fact that she's having to do all this stuff to make sure this crowd boos her. But I think her work in terms of a ring ring return has been sensational. In terms of how you like tie all this up as a little mini story, because it is just a month long thing that's been pretty cool. And Becky Lynch beating a clean is well, yes, these people did believe you could beat me, and I think I believed you could beat me a little bit, and then I remembered who I was, and I beat you. You could allow Becky Lynch to kick out of the moonsault and lead a picker up for the twist of fear, and Becky roll it into the disarmor. Yeah, clean tap out in the middle. You know, my, my finisher is better than yours because I am better than you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. In terms of, you alluded to this earlier, in terms of who goes on to WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch for that Raw Women's Championship, we've got an Elimination Chamber match uh, featuring Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, (laughs) Nikki A.S.H. and the late edition announced uh, on Raw alongside the fact that Bianca Belair will come in at number six in the Chamber. Alexa Bliss. That adds a little bit of a wrinkle to this match that seemed relatively straightforward as a Bianca Belair victory, would you say? I uh, I do worry sometimes that things we say in these podcasts will be turned into headlines for news aggregators such as ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to take a chance on one. Okay. WWE can't book. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, Wade Keller might want to hold the front page. (laughs) WWE can't book. 
Um, Bianca Belair should win this match. Absolutely should win this match. What's the big story that WWE have wanted us to believe they have been telling since SummerSlam, even if a lot of people really have just been keeping their fingers crossed that they don't screw it up? Becky Lynch is ducking Bianca Belair okay. every opportunity. And when, since she lost on the last big stage, is the best opportunity for Bianca Belair to prove Becky Lynch wrong and all of her biggest fans right? Mania. Five-star potential match, that for me. Right. Like, everyone... I don't want to say clinging on to it, but that story has to happen. Otherwise, you can take the last six months of Bianca Belair's 2021 and hide in the bin. You know, like, that's that's the reality. It has to have that. Otherwise, you can forget the rest. And it was just the fact she was just floating along like everybody else is. They don't have the faith. They know they don't have the trust. They know whatever. So it's got to go that way. So she has to win, and there's nothing wrong in that. Like, And I think most people want it when people were rooting for it to go back to back in the Rumble. I think I called it, predicted it on this podcast. That was She was my choice. So she goes to the chamber, and she wins, and everything is good. They cannot book. She wins a gauntlet from effectively the Brock Lesnar position after WWE have spent the better part of 40 minutes building up Rhea Ripley as a hard-working, hard-grafting babyface. Now, that might be to turn Rhea Ripley heel. So there's a crumb of a story there. Yeah. But you've still given Bianca Belair the path of least resistance nonetheless. Also added to that, you've, at, what, 48 hours notice, slightly more than that, go-home week's notice, you've added objectively the biggest star of the whole match in at the last minute in Alexa Bliss in the version of a character that people have been absolutely pining for for weeks and months but this is the benefit of having it in Saudi Arabia though uh, true yes I she 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 can be neither dark nor goddess nor dark goddess she just has to wear the onesie and a t-shirt yeah that's I hadn't considered that yeah she just has to be that Alexa Bliss. god this is sad isn't it god this mm. is not ideal um but yeah they kind of Bianca Belair wins from the most advantageous position, having earned the spot through the most advantageous position at the expense of somebody that, at the moment, people are probably more excited to see, and that's no fault of Bianca Belair's. What a weird set of circumstances they've arrived at to get her into the match that she should have been in all along. I think there's, yeah, I think there's a story to be told here um, that could be really, really good, i.e., if this is the chamber that elevates Bianca Belair back to... She eliminates, let's say, three people from this match, mm-hmm. one of whom... It elevates Bianca Belair back to number one contender, legit number one contender, road to WrestleMania number one contender, freak show, you know, five-star match with Sasha Banks, probably another five-star match potentially on the cards this year um, with another one of the four horsewomen. There's that, a Rhea Ripley turn. So there, I think there is stuff there, and then there's people who are just in the match. Nikki A.S.H., no offense to her, Dude, you have to, no offense to her. It's a question. How do you get Alexa Bliss out of there? Well, and this is the thing. You've got you to beat her. I think she ends up the last person in there with... Um, I think she loses. She gets out-wrestled by Bianca Out-wrestled Blair. by Bianca Blair on the night, first night back, but she's the last one there with her. You know, she's gone to the very end, and you've got this returning star versus the woman that people are kind of rooting for to win, and that's, that's your, your final two. I actually think the quality of this could outstrip the men's. Um, I think we could, as we've had with these, with Money in the Bank nights, with the Royal Rumble nights, that kind of becomes a bit of an internal competition to see which is the more memorable of the two. And I think if you look at Dewdrop's contributions to this roster so far, they've been strong and different. Nikki A.S.H. in the right context is actually pretty good. The superhero gimmick is obviously stupid and it's dying on the vine now, but there's a bit of history with her and Alexa Bliss. I think Rhea Ripley will enter the chamber first. And they won't turn her here, but she will yet again fall frustratingly short and it will all inform a turn. Maybe the night after WrestleMania, something like that. You know, maybe um, she's the runner-up in the Andre 
or something like that, you know, and it's just enough is enough. And Bianca Belair wins the belt and she turns on her and there's your first WrestleMania mm-hmm. program for post WrestleMania program for Bianca, uh, Bianca Belair. But I think Alexa goes right to the wire with her and just just comes up short. And yes, it's not ideal that you've got to pin somebody just making a comeback, but the the wider point will be the dark goddess is returning to form and will betide anybody that gets in her way. Um, we didn't do any real spots in the men's one, um, but I am going to do some spots in this. I think Rhea Ripley should throw Nikki A.S.H. off the top of one of the pods <laughs> with like, her cape. With a by the cape. I want to see her fly. That's good, yeah. Um, and got a thought of a way to get rid of Alexa Bliss. If she doesn't, I, like, I think she probably is going to just get out-wrestled and beaten by Bianca Belair because Bianca Belair is mint, mm-hmm. and that would be a great, again, springboard for her. But... KOD off the pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is someone in this match who also has colourful hair and likes to wear rebellious T-shirts. I think Alexa Bliss is going to look at Liv Morgan and see Lily. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you might be right, yes. And then they're going to form a tag team. <laughs> She's going to be like, Lily, sorry, you, you say Liv? Yeah, whatever. Lily's going to be in the pod with her, isn't she? That that porn star guy that's been moonlighting as a psychiatrist <laughs> yeah. told her to take him, take Lily with her, didn't yeah. she? So Lily's going to. Oh, are they going to have to put Lily in a special Saudi Arabia outfit? <laughs> Probably. Oh man. Bianca Belair's going to WrestleMania. Bianca Belair's going to WrestleMania. Uh, let's talk about the other title match. I'm, I'm desperately trying to avoid that other tag team match. Um, let's talk about the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, they are around the waist of the Usos. I think they will remain around the waist race of the Usos because I've been given no reason as to why I could, should think that Eric and Ivar could potentially win despite how great the Viking Raiders genuinely are. The Viking Raiders suck, Wilborn. They're not my words. They're the words of WWE for the last two months of television. Uh, was it 50-50 in singles matches? I'll give him that against um, Jimmy Uso. I think it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> I watch well, every week and I... <laughs> lost elsewhere. Um, I believe... Lost in four minutes the week before they became number one contenders. Yeah. I believe they're working like the... You know, they're doing like the app, send the fans home happy dark match stuff with the bloodline and probably Drew with the Vikings or something like that. It's just nice stuff, but it's not canon. It's not part of the story. And what did we get? We're recording this before the go-home SmackDown, but that's... I haven't read the spoilers, but that's in no, the can. Either. That's in the can. Um, but what we got on the last live SmackDown was the Usos decking them again and stealing the Vikings stuff. Yes. <laughs> so they just might as well be turning up and calling them bitches every week, mightn't they? It's, <laughs> it's that. Like, it's that one note, this feud. I'd, like, of course, I don't expect the match to be one-sided. The Viking Raiders will give them a fight. But, I like, WWE haven't earned any more analysis than just to suggest the Usos return to go into WrestleMania as champions. Bloodline is going into WrestleMania with all the belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can put it off no longer. We have to talk about Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. A match on paper that's genuinely great. Ronda Rousey's got a mate. Naomi had a phenomenal match on SmackDown with Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship last week. Um, this Sonya Deville story with Naomi is clearly heading all the way to WrestleMania. You've got WrestleMania opponents for the SmackDown Women's Championship and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. But that's not what you know people are going to be thinking of or people are going to be aware of when this match is going down, is it? Everything you've just said about the match and the combination of the wrestlers uh, is what matters about the match and the combination about the wrestlers. So 
In place of any further analysis, I'm going to read from a Wikipedia article I found called LGBT Rights in Saudi Arabia, and it goes as follows. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people in Saudi Arabia face severe repression and legal challenges not experienced by non-LGBT residents. Both male and female same-sex sexual activity is illegal. LGBT rights are not recognised by the government of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has no criminal code, and the primary source of law in the country is the Islamic Sharia derived from the Quran and the traditions of Muhammad contained in the Sunnah. Homosexuality and being transgender are widely seen as immoral and indecent activities, and the law punishes acts of homosexuality or cross-dressing with capital punishment, fines, public whipping, beatings, vigilante attacks, vigilante executions, torture, chemical castrations, imprisonment, up to life, and deportation. Uh, solidarity with the LGBT community, with Sonia Deville. Indeed. Uh, and what else possibly can you talk about pro wrestling upon thinking about how that's going to go? Yeah. Like all the best to all the women on the show in general and to Sonia Deville. She's probably going to lose alongside Charlotte Flair. She's getting beat, but yeah, that's like, that's the, the WrestleMania ramifications tied off for the two baby faces winning on the night. Let's move on to a match I'm really not that asked about, or I wouldn't be that asked about if it didn't have major permutations on the road to WrestleMania. I'm talking, of course, of Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. The Miz, of course, will have Maurice, one would assume, in his corner. And Rey will have his son, Dominic, in his. Dominic, who's casting certain looks his dad's way. I mean, his dad got the cover of 2K. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, there was that brilliant storyline leading to the Royal Rumble that was not referenced whatsoever. That's right. But Well, we kind of knew it wasn't going to be referenced. We made it clear to people when things were going to happen in the storyline. It was never going to be at the Rumble, was it? Yeah, we knew we've, that. we've said... We've tried to be um, legitimate about the storyline. and we've, We didn't... Say, we've, well, said, well, not, we've said three words. It's not a clickbait podcast. No, we've said Ray, Dominic, Jeddah. <laughs> it's always when it's going to be going down, right? Like we said... <laughs> From day one. Day one. Not the, not the pay-per-view, not, not pay -per -view. the premium live event. I'm talking all the way back in 2019. From the very beginning, we said, Dominic will only realise, will only truly see his father for what he really is, which is a thumb on his future opportunities in WWE. After Rey Mysterio loses to the Miz in a pointless mid-card <laughs> match on a Saudi Arabian pay-per-view. Like we've always said, I mean, right, let's just... Really briefly, before we get to what we've always said, this match exists for no reason. Nope. The Miz. I mean, it's going to be on the kickoff, one would assume. I think so. The Miz Better be. and Maurice have almost comically no sold the events of the Royal Rumble on Raw. Like, did, did that happen? Like, I liked Edge and Beth Phoenix's gear. Did that match even happen? <laughs> or did they just post a picture? We got some matching clothes made. What for? No reason. Like, the. Anyway, they've no sold it completely, and Miz has been like, everything is fine. A little element that is actually quite fun heel work from them too. Yes, like oh, they're brilliant heels. Yeah, they're great together, but like, ultimately, this like it's happened. Like, you can't even like use one of them cliches like, well, no, so and so lit the touch paper. Nothing lit the touch paper. <laughs> Nothing got lit. There's no touch paper. <laughs> it's just a thing. Miz has attacked. Like, he's kind of got under the Mysterio skin a little bit, just just to be an arsehole. Miz just goes to work and thinks, who shall I needle today? Oh, it's them Mysterio boys. I'll have a go at them too. The Mysterio boys walk right into 16 different traps. Miz uh, finds himself getting a score crushing finale. Dominic's like, no, dead way. And all of a sudden, they've got a match, right? That's, that's it. That's all of this. But as you have kind of very shrewdly pointed out, Dominic is starting to see the cracks. 
in this relationship with his dad. He's starting to see his dad for maybe not the um, lionized figure he once believed him to be. And as you've pointed out, did dad even ask his friends at 2K? Maybe put my son on the cover. Mm. At least put him on there with me. Put him on the back. Yeah, put him on the back like the the residuals we hear That's that the rest of the This is the front boy in the back. Ray on the front, Dominic on the back. <laughs> at least, guys, at 2K, if you're going to put me in the catbird seat, put Dominic in the electric chair. <laughs> LTST. Because in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, in a meaningless match, on the kickoff, <laughs> as we've always said, as we've said, the Miz is going to defeat Rey Mysterio after Dominic, we believe, botches interference. He swings that chair, doesn't he? And he hits the back. Six one nines his dad. He six one nines his dad by accident because of the um, the heat or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's just tired. It's a long flight. I don't know. Um, he six one nines his dad. Oh no, we've all been there. That moment, I dread the day that my kid's 619 me. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> one of them things that, as a father, you can't think of much worse, but he's done it. Dread it. Run for it. <laughs> 619 by your dad. <laughs> yeah, Ms. and Maurice walk off. Well, let's be honest, probably just Ms. Walks off to the back, yeah. and he's uh, like, come on, my work is done. And Dominic's like, Dad, I'm sorry, I hit you with a 619. And Ray's like, it's okay, son. I love the execution of your 619. I'm proud of you. And then Dominic's going to be like, come on, let me take you to the back. You look tired. Carry on my shoulders. Are you proud of this, Dad? Bang! Electric chair, top of the ramp. The fans of Jeddah don't know what to think because they've not yet arrived. It's on the kickoff. <laughs> but needless to say, two fans watching at home in the United Kingdom in the Northeast can say to everybody, just like we always said. And then we're on the road to WrestleMania. Not to make this about me, but I've got quite a history of Saudi Arabian pay-per-views when I'm not actually watching. Titus <laughs> World Slide happened yeah. when I was on a stag doing Wales. Oh and about my. two days later, when I actually got signal, my phone exploded. Right? This one, I'm away in Nottingham for uh, one of my best friend's birthdays, so I'm unable to watch it until Sunday. It's going to happen on this one. The one WWE show I'm not doing a live stream for. And I like your booking. I love it, in fact. I just want to add one little addition to it. Of yes, course. please. Oh, okay. You say you want to add the addition. Is this the addition that we've been talking about in great detail for it two is, years? I thought so. I thought so. And this is why. Three years. Now. This <laughs> Jesus show, Christ. This has been the show always. Because, um, so everything happened. 619. Yeah. I'm sorry. Love you, Dad. <laughs> they go up to the top of the ramp. Yeah. Right. Well, Michael Hamflet, uh-huh. where's this show taking place? Jeddah. In? Saudi Arabia. Well, that's not the full title, is it? What is it? Uh, like something like the Jeddah Sports Arena. Well, you know, I was thinking more that this... this it's in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> kingdom. Uh, what can you not be? A king when your dad's alive. You're like, Drew Jay, you break. Dad, I had to smash the crown. <laughs> That's, that sets off the pirates to start the show. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the bloody elimination chamber. You've just missed the Mysterios getting bitched up by the Miz. Oh, Dom's still on the bloody ramp. Anyway, uh, we should have told bad start. Stop. Oh, Dominic Mysterio. Dom, you need to move on. Kingdom. 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 <laughs> what are you saying? Like a prick. He starts working uh, a new gimmick as, uh, for WrestleMania, obviously, he starts working as King Dom. And then when they're back in Saudi Arabia at the end of the year, he, were, he just extends it and he says, oh, here I am. I'm King Dom of Saudi Arabia. And that's Mansoor's match for the next show. <laughs> done it. We've done it again. 
Finally, yeah. Um, there's another utterly pointless match. Drew McIntyre defeating Madcap Moss on the road to facing Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. This time, there's false count anywhere. McIntyre uh, openly threatened to murder Madcap Moss on SmackDown last week. But are they going to fight all over the Jeddah Superdome? Did Drew McIntyre damage Vince McMahon's sword in transit or something? What has he done to get on Vince McMahon's bad side? He spends a year as a bloody game show host in an empty gym, and he does a pretty great job of it, by the way. And then, all of a sudden, people are allowed back in for that socially distanced WrestleMania. And Vince's like, 1-0, pal. Bobby's going over. And Drew's like, oh, yeah, but the whole point of everything I've said for the last 12 months is that, like, I'm going to get my moment in front of the crowd. Am I right, Dad? I mean, Vince. And he says, sure sure thing, pal. Sure thing. Uh, And then he's like, he sees the marketing material for SummerSlam, and he's like, we're doing a stadium for SummerSlam. Vince's like, that's right, pal. Who you got in mind? I think... Is this is this moment? That's right. You're going to be facing a ex WWE champion. <laughs> He's like, do that bit again. Next <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, it's going to be a surprise, but you're going to love it, pal. Jinder Mahal, you're doing the frigging three MB online forum fantasy book in Jinder Mahal. That's right, pal. WWE champion gets the Survivor Series. He's like, oh, yeah, am I going to win the belt back? We need the big belt. He beat me last year, didn't he, in the, uh, in the Thunderdome. So we're going to probably do the rematch. Oh, the belt's going up, Big E. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rumble. Rumble season, of course. Rumble season, yes. I remember that feeling. I remember before the pandemic hit, that last roar of the crowd that I was able to swallow up, screaming, arms aloft, because I was the guy that won the Rumble and eliminated Brock Lesnar. We're doing it all over again. Is that right? We're going to reload the thing? No. Oh. What's that? What's that, Vince? Do it again. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Brock Lesnar. <laughs> My oh. son of Brock Lesnar. Brock's eliminating me. Doesn't that undermine everything? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Madcap Friggin' Moss. Why Madcap Moss? Because he's fighting Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. But they already did this match. They did it's it done. One. It's been done. And it was actually quite enjoyable. It was a TV match, but it was quite enjoyable at day one. <laughs> you came and you did the match and you left. <laughs> Why are you back? <laughs> What is the difference between a beer and a lager? <laughs> like, you left, Mike. I just, I was often, before he became um, the sexy Scott, I was often quite critical of Drew McIntyre. I didn't really get what people loved about him. And then, my God, did I get it. When I needed it, I got it when it came to Drew McIntyre. Because he became Kevin Nash. Yeah, pretty much. But also got us through some tough times. Yes. WWE oh, without was question. miserable. And he, was pretty, he was pretty good. He wasn't Moxley, but he was close. And uh, what's this? What is this? Well, it's it's, a, it's it's everything's bad. He beats Madcap Moss. So what? So then he gets to fight Baron Corbin. So what? Like what is that? What is going on with this? Well, this is only this is presumably the match at day one with the same finish. Yeah, but the crowd get to touch him because it's false count anyway. So they'll just brawl. I don't even know where they're going to... Like, remember when he the f- did the... Uh, Fiend and Rollins ended up by the stage, didn't they? Remember? The yeah, but... Boxes or something. Where was it? Was it... It wasn't Drew, was it? Was it Roman and and and, and Corbin? At, like, the Rumble? And it was... Oh, big, it was Roman... Yeah, there was, like, a baseball, baseball thing. Stadium. Yeah, they were along, like, the dugout, weren't they? Sick. That was really cool. But I... I what did he do? Fart on a roof? I, I don't know, man. Maybe that's Mansell's role. Maybe, like, Maybe you'll see... Maybe what's important is to do is big, comfy chairs that they've got. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Madcap Moss, I think. I'd have Corbin sat in one of them. A giant one, right there. Fits three people. You might call it a couch. Drew nails Madcap, and Madcap just laughs, and he's fine. He's like, ha, so fast, so good. 
Because <laughs> that's what he does, isn't he? He does, he does a joke. He does a joke, and then Drew kicks it out of him, and <laughs> nobody cares. And stabs him with his sword as he throws. Yeah, that's weird as well. Like he got that doctor on board, didn't he? I'm a medical professional. Let me tell you, one nil, mother. <laughs> like the. Uh, oh, I hate it. I like on Drew McIntyre's behalf, and it's not my job to hate it on his behalf, but I really hate this. So yeah, they are going to fight all over the Jedi Superdome. Yes. I don't mm. know. I don't know what else they can do in Jedi Superdome, mm. but. King Dominic of Saudi Arabia. It's going to be one of those very awkward punch, walk, 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 punch, walk, walk, walk through walk, the crowd walk, things. Walk. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to this. I don't know if that's been clear over my preview of this match. No, but uh, Drew wins. Drew what wins. if he doesn't? Remember when um, Shane McMahon pinned Roman Reigns on these one of these shows? Like because it was like they, they were, they were no, like I know because I wiped it from my memory. They were like, don't worry, the graveyard dogs are coming. <laughs> like the end of this is not the graveyard dogs. What if it? What if it's like the Muck Graveyard Dogs and it's Undertaker and Drew versus Corbin and Madcap at WrestleMania? I did say that Undertaker wasn't done. The Braveheart Dogs. <laughs> Poontang Pay. <You> salvaged it. <laughs> <laughs> what and Takers? Oh my God, that's it! They brawl into the crowd. They brawl past the comfy chairs. Maybe Angela gets stabbed into one of the comfy chairs and yep. he can't get it out or whatever. And they brawl past the dignitaries or the rich people or whatever it is. Mm. And they brawl into the celebrity section. And you know who sat there? It's Pitbull and his best mate. It's Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> yes, right. Well, We've enjoy. Elimination Chamber, join Michael Hamlet and yeah. Paul Chambers for our live stream for it on Saturday. Well, Saturday afternoon, our time, isn't it? It is, yeah. I get to miss the kids' bedtime for this. Come and join <laughs> us. Celebrate with me. I got a night off. And let us know your, your thoughts and everything, your predictions at What Culture WWE on Twitter. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Anna Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, today, we've done a podcast all about Cody Rhodes' return to WWE and our review of AW Dynamite, which is available right now. Uh, Phil and Hamlet will be doing a quick rundown of Elimination Chamber on Saturday night after the show and then myself and the Dadly Boys will be doing a more detailed rundown on Monday reviewing the whole show but for now this has been the Elimination Chamber preview my thanks to Michael Hamlet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon Hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.